0: This is the Guerrilla Social Work Podcast, your crackerjack clinical insurgents pitting evidence against anecdotes with your hosts, Jeff Redhead Redheadophile Moore and yours faithfully, Mace Warren. Jeff and I are both forensic psychotherapists that specialize in the clinical treatment of folks involved in the criminal justice system. We love sharing our misguided musings with all of you and we thank you so much for your ongoing listenership. Today, we sit down with Hillary Hislop. Hillary is a certified social worker with six years of experience working in the social work field. Out of those six years of experience, she has worked with troubled at risk youth, homelessness, substance abuse, and sex offenders. Hillary specializes in cognitive behavioral therapy, case management, and motivational interviewing. Hillary is a powerful force in the workplace and uses her positive attitude and tireless energy to encourage others to work hard and succeed. If you haven't already, take a hike over to the five-star rating and go ahead and punch it right in the throat do it now stay away from that one-star rating button those of you who do three stars you guys are weirdos i don't even want you listening to the show anymore just kidding and now on with the show Wait, when you're sick you What?
1: My voice. voice My voice deepens
0: Oh, like a and horse then, voice?
1: No, like, no, like Not, it not like you
0: sound like a horse Like Flicka, <laughs> yeah. Flicka? Who's Like, Flicka? you That's know Standard horse names, like Spot for dogs <laughs> Flicka is a standard horse name. Look it up. No. Look it up. No, 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 dude. They normally have... Flicka. They normally have... Um, no, it's like... Bro, I'm They right. have names like Black. Count of Monte Bisto or... <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: Count of Monte... Like C- racing horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I'm talking about like a pet horse.
0: No, dude, nobody names their horse Flicka. Look it up. Uh, but yeah, but they... Well, I was saying, is it's it would, the most popular horse name? Okay, Hillary, you of don't 20, sound like a horse. That's all. That's all I'm trying to get. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do we get on it? <laughs> because I, yeah, I was saying a horse voice. How do you spell that? H O A R? You got to throw an A in there. Otherwise, it's flicking. Okay, but we were just yeah, we were commenting on Hillary's soft voice. So it'll pick up though. Yes. Yeah. No. it changes. No. No. I try to like
1: make it sound hard higher, but it doesn't.
0: We're genuinely screwed. That's cool. Dude, so I was... uh, We were... So you... uh, Oh, no, you haven't gone through this, Hillary. But Jeff and I... One of the things that I actually was thinking about when I invited you on here was because uh, you got us onto that documentary, Untouchable, right? Yeah. So Jeff and I, we did a a reaction video. We did it. We did a reaction video to that. And it was going to be like a three-part series. And then the first time that we did that... I just forgot to feed. Did Did you notice how loud the the audio was in our headphones? I did you notice that? I
2: noticed no. I didn't pay attention. Your
0: ears are just blown. They're huge. <laughs> yeah, they're, I know they're yeah, huge. Yeah. But like, um, they. So when we were when we were listening to that, it was all coming through this, and I was like, gosh, that sounds really loud. And then, um, and then I realized that the the audio from the documentary was not fed into it. So. We had to scrap that whole episode. It oh. was pretty good. It was our best work yet, and now yeah. it's forever gone. Yeah, now none of you can <laughs> ever yeah. see that. Yeah. So take that, suckers. Sad yeah. day. <laughs> well, it would have—it would have been seriously. I was listening to it, and I was like, "Can I salvage it?" Because you kind of heard some stuff in the background, you know, but it was really just us sitting there in complete silence, and then mm. every now and then commenting. It'd be like, oh, oh so horrible." Sucks. So we'll do yeah. it again. But that's a—that's a pretty crazy doc man for sure yeah
1: it's it's pretty hard like doing groups but i think it's very beneficial you know for them.
0: compared to i, w- I was wondering because how when you're doing groups like in the past jeff and i have seen like old school treatment plans from other programs and one of the one of the assignments or group work was that they watched the woodsman and that's a that's a drama with um with a uh, Kevin Bacon and who's the rap most deaf most deaf is in there. And I was, that's, I, that's his PO His P- I was like, that's most deaf. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then one of the group members was like, yeah, most deaf. I'm like, oh God,
2: you <laughs> like most, most deaf. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. You got
0: it. So, um, but no, it was, I was watching it and I was, I was, so I watched this with the clients and I was like, what's this? And it was just a leftover relic from the previous program. And then I, all that we got from it really was, Oh yeah, it's kind of like that. You know what I mean? That's about it. Like it's clients could say it's kind of like that. But that doc is, I mean, like it speaks to a lot of like stuff that they have to go through and maybe some of the, like how it got there, the origins of that stuff. Yeah. Cause I think it's, it's kind of important, but I don't know how clients reacted when you showed in group.
1: Um, the first session, it's the very first part of the movie. So that's a pretty like hard session for them to, um, go through because of the language that's used in it. And that lobbyist dude is just, he's just out to slit yeah. people's throats. So yeah. um, they have a hard time with that. So I, you know, I try to process like what their experience is, mm-hmm. like watching that. And they're like, that's exactly what we go through on a daily basis compared to um, other people don't have to experience that. So yeah.
2: they end up kind of like, Relating to it. Did, like, w- what's the general mood, I guess? Uh, like, are they... Do they get all riled up? Or do they kind of get like, hey, yeah, this is what it's like?
1: Um, they get... Some of them get really angry right.
2: with it. How do you deal with that?
1: Um, like, oh, I See you. <laughs> good luck.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, just <laughs> dials the cops. Yeah. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. I just... <laughs> <laughs> calls the cops on them. <laughs>
1: I have them just kind of get like their... It, I let them express themselves before they leave and I'm just like okay. if you if you need a little bit more time after group I'm I'm totally cool with like you know processing some more with you okay. so that you're not leaving completely so pissed off that you're gonna go do something stupid
0: luckily it's luckily it's in Florida you know but it's like uh and it, it's so far um the 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 I guess the the offenders that they picked they're Th- those were. I was feeling those a little cooked. It was a little cherry picked because the 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 two was we got the old man and we got the girl, right? That's right. And, and then, then I was like, and you and you watch it and you have some sympathy for him, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're just kind of like you can't help it because I mean it's not. It, so I wonder, especially the girl. Yeah, does it kind of continue in that vein? Which is fine, but does it, I mean? Well, no, I, we shouldn't spoil it. I want yeah, organic because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've seen it and I haven't. That's right. So I want some yeah. organic reaction to it, but I. I kind of the general theme of this was and I I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm really curious how it ends because I'm or where it goes because um, and also and again we don't need to get into a like but how his daughter ultimately reacts to it because sometimes I think that he get like it seems like he's so hardcore it's almost like is it about him or is it about his daughter or is it about future like is this almost yeah we're like what 15 minutes in and i'm like yeah seems more about him than anything yeah
1: that's what um clients comment on like where it's like he has like some guilt and shame around not being around for his daughter Um, Mm -hmm. when he helped, he could have helped prevent a lot of what happened to her.
2: Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, he's like reacting now and yeah. So now he's over the top to, he's like
1: super pissed off. And now, now he's just trying to take it out on everyone else that has to do with it.
0: Yeah. Well, and that to me, when I was, when I was watching that, like, um, compared to, you know, cause it's, it's tough in this, in this regard. Cause like I was thinking about, um, the experiences that you've had and how you relate to clients and like how like kind of important that is. And it's weird cause you don't, it, it, you would never, I don't think you could ever have a client who was formally, who committed like a, a sex offense, like become a therapist. Could they, is that possible?
2: I don't know, but I've, I've, uh, I've had a client that, upon the time of discharging him, he was actively applying to get into graduate school because he wanted to do that. And I I haven't followed up with him to find out.
0: I I wonder, I haven't looked at, I've looked at a lot of, Because when it comes down to licensing, it's always like some gray area, you know, because other areas where it's just like crimes or substance use or whatever. I mean, they're totally cool with that. But this like person crimes are and if you have, (laughs) you know, there's only one there's only one crime that's worse than having a sex offense on your record. You know what it is? What's that? Fraud. Like, (laughs) Oh, no one's going to hire you. Dude, you are dead like you are. Yeah. If you get. Like, if it's any type of That's that true. fraud or embezzlement or anything, like, you're basically, I mean, yeah. you're cooked, That's man. That's true. I don't even think McDonald's is going to hire you. Yeah. Hell, McDonald's is fine. 15 bucks 15 bucks an hour. Yeah. Get a job at McDonald's. <laughs>
1: yeah. They're paying so, good now.
0: Yeah. Hey, so before we get in this, I have some ground rules, by the way. Yeah. We collectively cannot use the word journey at all. We will not be talking about Hillary's journey one bit. That word needs to be retired, by the way. Don't you think? <laughs> Deal. Well, dude, here's what I'm saying about this. Like, I, I'm it, like, it's a, it's played out. Well, it's a top shelf word, man. Like, it's a top shelf word that should be reserved for like the the Iliad or something. You the know? hero's journey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I should only hear that word when I'm, you know, on the, on the last scene of God of war and he's about to fight, you know, Thor's brother. And he's like, I've come through this journey. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cause I've been playing this for 72 hours and now this, that was a journey. I don't want to hear about your job at Denny's being a journey. You know what I mean? Like this I is a- out
2: washing dishes and it has been quite the journey working my way up to GM, <laughs> but it's on the
0: gram dude. They're like, just wanted you guys along for this journey. I'm like, dude, you're working at Denny's. And nothing against Denny's. I mean, we all got to start in the mail room. It's not a journey, though. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, be real. yeah, just say, hey, I'm working at Denny's. Give me a like. like. I mean, that's it, you know, or whatever. Do they have likes on Instagram? Either yeah,
1: that's the hearts. The hearts? Yeah. Oh. D- that but it's lame, considered a me? well, yeah, because like it's just a heart that you like click on, and it, that's considered a like.
2: Okay. okay. With that said, tell <laughs> <somebody coughs>
1: <about you>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so I am, I am genuinely impressed with Hillary. Uh, that's why we brought her on today. So I was just thinking, like, um, com- I mean. Uh, well, I don't know. Like uh, first of all, how did you how did you even come to work for us? Like how did you want to get hooked up with us or anything? Cuz it sounds like it was through a previous guest that we've had, right?
1: Yes. Um, so I worked at Davis Behavioral Health at this time and um, my boss Brett Bartriff. Shout out to shout Brett. Shout out to Brett. Um, So he was a guest on your guys' show, and he was talking about the program that he helped create and that I was working for, which was the recovery support specialist team. I
0: looked that up. It's the least downloaded episode we have. I'm I'm, 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 I'm kidding, Brett. I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) So I, you know, I was interested to... um, Listen to it. So I listened to the whole episode and it just was really interesting. I thought you guys were interesting. And so I started listening to more episodes and then I started my master's program and I had to pick an internship. So I could have just stayed there and just made it a little bit, you know, easier transfer over. But mm-hmm. I was like, no, Brett, I, I, I want you to hook me up with the, the alpha guys.
0: Nice. That's cool.
1: So he reached out to Jeff and then. And, you know, the rest is history.
0: Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. So, and how long have you been working with Alpha?
1: Um, This is three years now.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wow. Time flies, dude. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, half the time, I don't even know sometimes, like, how long people have been
2: with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, it, we just kind of stumbled across that. It had been three years.
1: Yeah. Dang. This March, yeah.
2: That's
0: way cool. And and you have a pretty big announcement, too, in recent, what, this last month, right?
1: And yeah, in February.
0: And what happened then?
1: I passed my uh, CSW test.
0: Holla. yeah. So and and that was now that that test. I swear, like there's there's it's pretty infamous. You know what I mean? Like at least Jeff and I have talked about this damn test like how many times on this podcast? <laughs> <A couple. laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know it, you know what's funny about that is because. Cause you passed and like you, you have a really good understanding of this, right? Cause yes. <laughs> Cause how many times did you have to take that thing?
1: It was, that was my eighth time, taking. it. In.
0: which is okay. Now for those of you who are listening to this and, You know, if you go to so for budding students, like if you're in, say, your bachelor's of social work and you're coming into this and you're like, well, I'm going to apply for my master's. You know, what's kind of crazy about this is because where did you go?
1: I went to Arlie of the Lake University.
0: So there are so many places that don't tell you the next steps after you graduate, which is you have to take an exam. And then after you pass that exam, then you have to apply for a license. Like how many times? Dude, we've we ran into uh, that like several times and it's not it's yeah. I don't blame the people at all like this is totally a university
2: thing schools need to
1: well that and you if you're waiting to take the test you have to apply for your um, temporary license right. too
2: and they and, the they, changed. Yep. Dude,
0: and yeah. they changed the rules too didn't they like it used to be like you yep. had like a six month grace period and yeah. now it's like you have zero grace period yeah like, you have to just take it and be ready yep. to rock and roll what,
2: what is it now so when you graduate from graduate school it like is i mean do you, i mean i'm asking you to i guess walk back your mind a, a year or two but is it do you have to get your cs to, like you have to petition Doppel, or you have to you have to talk to your school to get transcripts sent to Doppel to get your CSWI.
1: Yeah, so you have to get your trans, So you're you have to apply just like all your other licenses on Doppel. You have to apply for the CSWI, and that's where you have your school send your transcripts, and then um, you have to fill out like the information about your background and stuff, and then pay the money, of course.
2: Okay. Yeah, you, so, so like so one thing because the the test scares the hell out of everybody. I mean, I remember when I was, you know, I was uh, finishing up graduate school while I was studying for it because I had a job that was on the line. <clears throat> contingent they tell upon you that? me. Oh yeah,
0: they did. Yeah. They, How did they tell it to you though? So I so like if you don't pass, then do yes, they have it like a rhyme to it. If you
2: it, don't pass. It, it, Kiss my ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, it was something like that. Um, they, they, it was like in February when I found out and they said they were going to hold the job until uh, that the, the job was open right then and there. And I said, well, I don't graduate until May, mm-hmm. you know, and I plan on taking the test in July. I want to give myself a couple months to study. Um, Long story short, they said, well, the job's open now. Uh, you need to take it like as soon as you graduate and pass it. We'll hold the job until then, and I did. But I guess my I guess, my point is, is that like I, I legit took years off my life stressing on that damn thing, and mm-hmm. I can Didn't imagine you have, like homelessness fantasies and stuff. Yeah, no, I thought my wife was going to leave me. <laughs> he was, yeah. he, he was telling yeah. me about it. He's yeah. like
0: I was thinking of myself in the gutter. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Scraps. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I
2: was like this is yeah. I I completely catastrophize that shit, but um you i mean the 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 stress you had weighing on you like what what advice would you give people that are listening right now that are studying for the test to like just get through what what's the secret sauce
1: um i know a lot of what have like had to do with me was just like letting go of those expectations of passing
0: oh so like you went into it and just said i'm not i'm you know, I can fail, whatever. I mean, and and because after every time, like, I mean, what I was always super pumped about was, I mean, I when people had to take their tests or fail, I never, I never knew, but I knew when Hillary talked to me because she sent me a text <laughs> and she'd be stoked about it, and she'd be like, "I'm taking the test. I'm gonna punch that sucker in the throat and all this." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, that, okay, kill it. right." Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, that's what I want to hear. And that was, you know, um and then right afterward, it would be. Like, uh, I I missed it by this many. That's okay though. And I'm ready to rock and roll on the next one. Like always a super killer attitude. Like that's what I'm wondering is because people get very demoralized and it's okay to be disappointed, but, um, especially nowadays, man, it's like so tough to have that stick to itiveness. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so hard to follow through. So how did, how did letting go of your expectation of passing kind of help you through that?
1: Um, so it, I I did a lot of private tutoring mm-hmm. with a, Philip Luttrell off of YouTube, which he's awesome. Um, and I did a lot of therapy. <laughs> yeah. I went to a hypnotherapist and we did a lot of different like meditations and like letting go and doing tapping meditations. Too. Really?
0: A hypnotherapist? Yeah. Did they um, like with the watch and shit or...
1: No, so like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, um so a lot of like hypnotherapy is like just basically a form of meditation uh-huh. to like she would guide me through meditations on like what is holding me back uh-huh. and asking my subconscious on like what is holding me back and then I would have like visualizations in my brain of like what was holding me back, mm-hmm. you know, which was like failure to fail.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: you know, I had a big problem with failing and because I had always high expectations of mm-hmm. I can do this, I'm, you know, I can, um, do really good at it and everything. Um, but that, that failure to fail was like really hard for me to overcome. And so, um, failure
0: to fail. Is that like, <clears throat> obviously just more about accepting, that it's a possibility and kind of accepting that that's just kind of a byproduct. It's almost like failure. I mean, people so have heard, heard a word that way before. Failure to fail. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like how we've talked about this, and I, I still want to refine it a little bit more, but like, you know, how we talked about like the opposite opposite of success is not failure. Like failure is a byproduct or kind of a side effect of success. Like it mm. has to happen in order for you to get there. And um, yeah. But the opposite of success is quitting, you know, that's the real opposite of, cause you, you, you control right. it. Like failure at least came off of the fact that you gave it an effort, right? Quitting, you control that. You get to decide whether or not that happened and yeah. just quitting in and of itself seems just so much more, I don't know. Well, failure doesn't have to be an end point, right? Right. Right. Whereas quitting, you're controlling that end point. Yeah. So is, is that kind yeah. of what she was like? Yeah. In on?
1: Well, like that and like, changing my perspective on, on that fear mm-hmm. to fail and being able to accept that I, it was okay if I did fall, fail because then I learned every time. Yeah. And then self-doubt was also another big one for me too. Yeah. To overcome.
0: Cause the thing I think that really sucks about that test is it's not a, like a great measurement of like clinical ability. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. I mean, even when I looked up, so when I'm, uh, when i'm uh doing classes i was kind of asking uh students like when they're they're getting and i uh, teach sudsy clients or clients sudsy students and when they're getting ready to take their test you look it up what is the test measure and all it measures is the minimum competence like in order to do the work that's all it's measuring like that you meet the minimum standard right so if you passed it your first time you have equal amount of chance of being a horrible therapist.
2: Well, yeah. And here's the thing. And I, I don't have a good answer to this as far as like, well, how could you develop a test that would accurately predict like a good therapist? But like that test does nothing to predict how the the you know, the, the therapist and then sitting with the client, how they actually perform when a person sitting across from them. when, you know, a, a client. Dealing with this set of nonsense comes in and then a completely different person has this, like how it is that is a therapist going to be effective at connecting with them of, of, you know, pulling from whatever treatment modalities they have and, and executing it, it uh, maybe measures the ability to like memorize some stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that would be, though. I don't know what kind of a, how you would test a person's actual ability to help somebody work through something. But yeah, the test doesn't really seem to do that.
0: No, 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 no. I I, I don't think so either. Like it, it, if anything, it's kind of like, it's kind of like it, I mean... Yeah, it, it it does. I think like again, it just is testing like really how well you can take the test because you gave me some really good advice on that and told me don't try to really cram knowledge into your brain. Like really, just try to focus on how to take the test. Which yeah, is like oh yeah, that's helpful. Like I liked that that whole idea. So yeah. no, that's well. Congrats though. I mean that's yeah. I mean more than. I, I genuinely more than other people who like I'm 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 happier for you than I have been for other people in the past. Hell yeah. You know, when they've said, Oh, I passed my test. I'm like, Oh, cool, you know, I'm like great. <laughs> like when I heard that, I was like super stoked. Like I think you and I were like, dude, we gotta take her out to dinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean? I like oh yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah like we gotta sushi. celebrate yeah. this sushi. Yeah. Yes. Oh, dude, we know yeah. a good spot. We need where is that place down in Ogden? Tona. Oh yeah. Shout out to Tona. Yep. Yeah. Does, does, uh, Natalie still one of our guests on the podcast? Is she still a manager so. down there? Yeah. Okay. We'll get, we'll yeah. We yeah. won't get hooked up. She never hooks. She probably <laughs> yeah. charges a double every yeah. time that yeah. we go in there, but <laughs> yeah.
2: we'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We, we need to do that for sure. So, but you know, Jeff was asking you to, um, like advice on that, but like, uh, I don't know. It, it seems like, like when I was studying, Jeff told me and I, I had a really cush circumstance. Like I could sit for hours and hours and hours. And I took my test the day after I graduated and six months leading up to that, all I did was sit in a room and study. Like that's all yeah. I did. But like you had life stuff happening, right? Yes, like, a lot like, of life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like what other, what were you dealing with that com- combated with your ability to study and
1: stuff? Um, well I'm a single mom of three kids. Okay. That'll do it. (laughs) That's a start. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, so there's that. And then my mom, my mom's been in and out of the hospital for a couple months. Yeah, and, um, she's not quite home yet. Um, but projected she'll be home this month. Okay. At the end of this month. So
0: good. Hopefully. So all those things going on, I I know, and still managing to tutor study, go to hypnotherapy, you know what I mean? And, and work. <laughs> and and work. Yeah, let's yeah. not forget that part. You were like yeah. Our, yeah. our group gal. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because we were, that that's see, and that's where I looked at it, and I was like, oh, "Hillary's like talented, you know what I mean?" Mm-hmm. And as a therapist, I mean, and she does really well identifying with clients. I was like, "No way, man! Like, you can't. We got to figure this out, you know." So a lot of our beat groups, this damn test. Yeah, yeah, a lot of our groups don't have to be you know facilitated by a licensed therapist. We're like, "Oh, let's just kick her the groups, man." And yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: and a lot of like what I learned from that Phil dude was like. Learning how to break down the questions so that you're knowing what the key information that they're wanting as far as figuring out what answer is correct. And then um, also, he said, don't let one person, one situation or anything to affect you to be able to go in on test day and kill it. Yeah. Latrell? Yeah, Philip Latrell. Philip Latrell. Yeah. Philip
2: Latrell. Shout out Shout to out Phil. Shout out to
1: Phil.
0: Yeah, YouTube. Check him out, dude. I, that is so true. I was looking at some of those test questions, and like one of them was it. it like throws it deliberately throws you like red herrings and stuff. Like it's like, you know, a 36 year old Hispanic male comes in your office with a history of PTSD and schizophrenia, um, and you. All this history of stuff You know And then mm-hmm. it Then it goes into You know Like it throws a little snippet In there And it was like wh- wh- What would the, you do what's first What's the first thing You should do And like of course The answer is like Informed consent Or something And
2: you're like Wait what, He was 36 oh, though Okay, okay like, he's oh, Hispanic yeah. Oh he's got PTSD <laughs> Oh okay yeah. And he has
0: schizophrenia yeah. I, Do Hispanics look you in the eye Oh yeah. okay What about machismo <laughs> I'm like <"What>? yeah. <laughs> Who cares And it's like Informed yeah. consent Like yeah, it's just yeah. one Like right. real simple You know what I mean All these
2: damn red herrings And shit <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. You're like, you're so
0: focused on nonsense and and it like is, you're like, you panic, you know? yeah. And I, and I, when I was taking, um, and I tell (laughs) this all the time to like, and it works different for everybody is what I've learned. But I, I was taking these tests that gave you answers and I would, I went through, a practice test the first time bombed it and I was like okay I give up you know like and then I was like okay hold on let's figure this out yeah and then I started going through each one of them and looking at the answer and why the other three were wrong and why this one was right and I was like oh okay yep. like that was super yeah. helpful for me to kind of get through that but man it's just such a silly measurement you know what I mean yeah. because it doesn't speak to like I think more than a lot of the therapists that we work with, I think you have a really unique ability to have empathy and identify with clients and they identify with you. And like, what is it about like your history that you feel like your, your life story that kind of brings you to this point that you feel like clients can identify with really well. And, and what brings that? Cause I don't, sometimes we bring that it's hard to even identify sometimes with clients because they're like oh what have you gone through and i'm like i don't know i was a little shit when i was a kid so (laughs) i kind of know what you're going i was like no you don't know what i'm going through so i don't know what is it what's your life history that feels like you you do better with clients identifying with you and working with you
1: i think a lot of it is like you know in, in the introduction um like session of groups is to like you know, to introduce yourself to the clients. Right. Uh-huh. So even when new clients come into my group, I try to remember to like introduce myself, but sometimes I forget, but um, part of that is what brought me to the social work field. Yeah. And so with that, it was basically me being in recovery from substance abuse. Mm-hmm. And I know when I started going to school, I started going to school for nursing because I got my CNA. I was like, oh, I want to help people. I want to go into nursing. I got this. And then I started taking like prerequisite classes for that. And I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> was oh,
0: really? it the, uh, was it because CNA is like, if you're going to be a nurse, there's no way around it. You're at one point butts. or another, you have to wipe an ass, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I had what? to do my internship. Seems like um, you could
0: pay a fee initiation. At- bro. <laughs>
1: You know? yes. I had to go do an internship to finish to get my CNA yeah. and I had to do hours at like a, I can't remember what the retirement home's called, oh, but it's right, right off of South, like in South Ogden. Yeah. Um,
0: Shady Oaks. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I'm not making yeah, yeah. up. It's called
1: something different. But when I did it, it was like something manner. But Shady anyways. Oaks Manor. Yeah. There's some generic <laughs> yeah, nonsense like yeah. that every time. Yeah. But um the problem was I couldn't get a job with my criminal background. Yeah. Um, and so it was really hard for me. It was really discouraging. Um, and so I was like, well, I'll just focus on going to school, uh-huh. being a mom. And um, because I was living at home with my parents, so I was able to not have to have a lot of different bills. So uh-huh. I was able to just work part time. Um, and um, so I... When I started doing like classes for like other intro classes, you know, um, I took intro to social work and I was just like, Oh, this is the field. Oh so yeah. Then I can go into, and I can be a therapist or I can try to, you know, go into lobbying or whatever to help change policies if I want to. Yeah. And so that's mainly why I went into social work.
2: What but, was it about that class? Like what that, that you're cause you, you were thinking CNA, the prerequisites and that field steered you away you got into intro to social work what grabbed your attention
1: um i think it was mainly like where um i'm able to help people that also have a similar background that i did
0: got you so you were you were hearing stories like you're going through social work and you hear like Obvious, they they just refer to clients and things that they've gone through and so on and so forth. And you feel like as a result of having been there and done that and those life experiences, I mean, there's there's an an obvious parallel between what you've gone through and kind of what they've gone through.
1: Yeah, because I also did the court order treatment, too. And so especially for those resistant clients that they're like, oh, this is just BS that I have to do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I understand because I've been there. Um, But there comes a point to where you can decide if you want to work on yourself or not. Yeah. Because that's all treatment is, its working on yourself to be a better person so that you can, you know, live a better life.
0: So you're, wow, I did not know that. So your criminal charges had a a court ordered mandate Uh attached to them.
1: Yeah. I had to do a substance abuse treatment through JJS.
0: How was that for you? So, so juvenile justice services.
1: Um, it was, um, Oh wait, is it J S S J? Yeah, J J J S S. No, not J J S. Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> some series of letters and Judicial numbers.
1: Judicial Supervision services. Oh, okay,
2: private private probation. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, All right, sorry,
1: gotcha. my bad. Gotcha. It wasn't J J S. No, I wanted to work at J J S at some point, but then so what? Like,
0: what no. was that like? What's that like being told you have to go do this, and if you don't, then what was the consequence?
1: Um, going to jail.
0: Okay. So what was that like being told, like, you have to go do that. Where was your motivation at that time?
1: Um, my motivation at that time, cause I was a new mom, uh-huh. you know, my daughter was only, my oldest daughter was only like two to three months old. Oh
0: no. that is so young.
1: Dude. When, um, when I did my assessment with them uh-huh. and I just thought it was BS and my whole plan was to, you know, get through it. Get off and start using again. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, that was my plan. Okay. And then, and then, like, there was something that like just clicked in my head at some point that I was just like, "No, I don't want that lifestyle anymore." Mm-hmm. And I need to do better for my daughter.
2: Wow. So was it like a thing, like a, like an event that happened, or just sort of the gradual? I don't know. Uh, Living, living a sober lifestyle, going to classes—like it just sort of wore on you, or or is that, or is it not really a dichotomy like that?
1: Well, I think it kind of was like a little bit of both, to the effect of like, you know, when you get to a point of um, being in recovery for so long, it takes your brain uh, twelve months for it to heal majority of itself. So it takes a good twelve months for you to get back to somewhat normal of a brain. What was um, the
0: what was the <clears throat> drug that caused you the most problems heroin heroin? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so God, Dude, have you have either of you watched that dope sick on no. Hulu? No, I haven't. Oh, no, it, it's dude I watched it and it's like so if you haven't watched it you should it is it goes through like so this is from the um, Who's the family that made Oxycontin now? I forget their names Unimportant. The Koch brothers. The,
1: the,
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Don't don't cancel us. Oh wait, no, you know you wouldn't cancel it for saying that. Yeah, <laughs> the Koch brothers. Yeah, no, no. Uh what I can't remember it. Gosh. Um okay, somebody knows it, and they're shouting it at, at the at their speakers right now. But um anyway, that family, like they they it was so deliberate the manufacturing of that of that drug and like knowing how addictive it was and they when they went through really I think they did a good job. It was a drama, but they did a good job um, going through like how they cooked the data and how they presented it to doctors and like, to it, say it was
1: non-addictive and stuff.
0: Right. It was, yeah. it is the craziest for thing. Like Oxy. Yeah. For Oxy. And and then they, and then they, um, and then they got through that. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just as, and how long it took, like everybody shouting from the rooftops, from the DEA to like, you know, uh, Attorneys generals and looking into everything and then finally the FDA to change something and even then it still kept going it was, It's it's so crazy like they did a good mm. job of pointing it out and then I mean it, It's in a lot of ways. That's how like a lot of the stuff became brilliant, but it's it's a good watch
2: You should watch Dope it. sick. Yeah good stuff it has Michael Keaton in it. So so is that what you got in trouble for then was heroin? Like possession or something?
1: Um, I've got, I got, a, I got some possession charges, but most of mine were theft.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, all right. So you, and your plan was at early on was let's just get this shit over with. I'll shake my head and smile at the therapist and you know, you can let, tell me what a good job I'm doing and, and then I'll graduate and I can get back and start having fun again. And then along the way, like, so what you're, you were kind of saying your brain healed. I mean, right. Yeah. is sort of what we're guessing. And, Things just, and it wasn't a single event that clicked. It just sort of, you had a realization partway through. The Sacklers.
1: Yeah, I think. That's who it was. was Sacklers.
0: Sackler family. (laughs) Damn it.
1: You had to Google it. (laughs) I was going to say
0: Sullivan's, and I knew that wasn't right. I was like, that's not right.
1: Um, Yeah, I think um, the biggest assignment that like is coming to my mind is that when I had to do the autobiography and that's where I had to like really dig into my earliest memories of my childhood um, and like kind of just you know, throw it all out there on what's happened from the, my earliest memory up to that point in my life.
0: That's funny, man. Like that seems to be an assignment that clients regularly shit all over. You know what I mean? And I even do too. Cause I'm like, remember how it used to be like 30 page minimum, mm-hmm. you know? And like, uh, I mean, it just was clients were like, I was very, 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 very sad. I'm like, Oh, you gotta <laughs> get, yeah. there's a page, <laughs> you, did, yeah. get it. you know? Um, but, uh, and, and all the time I was supposed to, you know, they they thought it was just a hoop to jump through and like glean something out of it. But that, that's like you genuinely thought that that was really helpful for you. Like,
1: yeah, because I was able to like see where I started to like, you know, be more rebellious and. And everything like that
0: when did you start noticing that like in your own upbringing and childhood and everything
1: um I was about maybe 14 or 15
0: okay so this is what yeah. I have to prepare for right <laughs> yeah yeah. I, know. <laughs> yeah
1: I know um and my mom also got very sick she had graves disease when, okay when I was about that age yeah um and I was uh, sexually assaulted too wow and um, so I was coping with using substances, with, with whatever it was. Well, and
0: you're if, a 14-year-old. Yeah. And a female. Like, those are not, like, I mean, 14-year-old in general. Like, d- d- dude, kids are so vicious. Do you remember that? Uh, oh, you, yeah. dude, yeah. you must have, had, no, re- you know re- how you're alive. Hair. Red hair.
2: And I was chubby. Well, yeah, yeah. red hair, yeah. chubby, weird yeah. skin. <laughs> now I have red hair. <laughs> not, not chubby. Not chubby. Yeah. Still, still yeah. weird yeah, skin. Still weird skin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that that was when I mean, was it uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of uh, rhetorical, but it, it was just kind of peers you were hanging out with, friends you were hanging out with that kind of led to a lot of this. Uh, yeah, and it wasn't like with heroin, it's not like what would it start there or did it no, progress to there? Drinking, okay, drinking yeah. initially, yeah, peach schnapps.
1: Yeah. My, really? And, and Boon's Farm and vodka. Farm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, good, dude. How, how many, how many, uh, how much has Boone's Farm got people kickstarted on drinking, you know? Dude, yeah. that is it's it's like such syrup. a dangerous
0: drink. Because yeah. it's like, I mean, even to, if you had any recently. <laughs>
2: Not probably in 20 years. <laughs> I had some
0: probably like a decade ago and i'm like man this is good it's like kool-aid yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i mean i can see why it's like you know tricky you know like it could be kind of problematic no shit so so it started there and then i mean um and this is sometimes people don't get this because the 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 trope is well like just drink alcohol like everybody else you know and that's all it has to be you know what i mean why yeah. why does it have to get to there and i'm like ugh, come on like you're oversimplifying a pretty complex set of but i mean how did it escalate to the point where it was you know turning into heroin and stuff like that what did you notice in in kind of the development of that
1: um the it was so at the time my boyfriend at that time um he started doing like cocaine uh-huh. and we would drink and then do it. And, and then it just progressed to doing like, I, I would do whatever I could get my hands on really. Mm -hmm. Like I've tried everything under the sun as far as, um, at that time, um, what I could get my hands on. Okay. So,
0: so yeah. And this was, and this was just, I mean, part of the, and, and was it a lot of numbing out? Was that, you just kind of wanted to not, not, I didn't
1: know how to cope with what was happening in my life. Like my mom was on her deathbed and, Um, I was getting sexually assaulted. And so it was just like, I didn't know how to deal with it.
0: And yeah, nobody to talk to either about those and things
1: at the time. It felt like it was fun. Yeah. You know?
0: And that's the, that's the shitty part about it. Like I never try to glorify it, but I'm like, dude, if, if drugs, like if they weren't so effective at helping you cope in the short term, nobody would ever do them. Like they yeah. are incredibly effective. I'm not condoning it. They enough. work. I'm saying that, the fact that they work and they work so well is why it turns into a problem. Because it turns into the long term of it. Of course, we can all look at the side effects of it. We don't. know we've heard this story before, but the misunderstanding and like the underestimation that's associated with that of how well they work.
2: I mean, it makes sense. But like a a 14 year old that's going through all that shit. And I mean, what does a 14 year old know about dealing with life, let alone having all that stacked on them. And then you have a drug, which is like magic. Well,
0: right. So this is what happens. And this is why I think it's like, and I'm, I'm really actually pretty grateful, you know, I, and I wish kind of like how we were talking about untouchable, you and i've talked about this before and i'm sure you've thought about this before i wish our 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 culture and and you know people would just do better about realizing that you know just so somebody has an issue um whatever the issue is and yes if it has a stigma attached to it just throwing hate at it isn't going to work like i mean if those if you want you know unless unless it's we're going to dump them on some Island somewhere or lock them up and throw away the key. So unless that's the, the goal you have to realize this. And so what I appreciate is that it's come around to, you know, now I see a lot of, uh, billboards all the time. It says, you know, uh, the opidemic and right. heroin yeah. pills. It all kills like uh, Naloxone, Utah, all, all good stuff. Right. Whereas before, I mean, it was very shameful, right. You're a junkie yeah. you're a degenerate, all this other stuff. And like, I, I just think, okay, take heroin out of it, because you take heroin, and that word has a lot of power, right? Or cocaine, a lot of power. And if I just said, okay, hey, so you're dealing with this emotional fallout and this trauma for being sexually abused, uh, you have, you know, parental issues that you're dealing with grief and loss, and you're all emotional, and you also, you know, are are a teenager. Um, I'm gonna give you this this thing, and when you take this this medicine, all that's going to go away and it's going to go away in like 10 seconds, like
2: hand it over. I'll take it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Now, if I, now the thing is, 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 you know, if I say it's heroin, okay, now that's got some connotations, but I'm saying like just the idea of that, which is exactly what it is. Right. So don't, I mean, I just, Tell people pump the brakes, man. Don't shit on that as if this is a character. Yeah, flaw. stop
2: and think about it. Yeah,
0: it's not a character it, flaw yeah, at all. Yeah, it has nothing to do with it. Like who wouldn't want relief from all that garbage, you know, that's going on in your life? I, I think it helps yeah. with
2: kind of taking away that idea of it being a character flaw. When you have like someone like you that's as open as you are, like look at you, like you're you're talking about some heavy stuff, mm-hmm. and yeah. just this is what it is, you know, like factually describing it. And so, the, do you? And I'm. <clears throat> I know I kind of stopped you like partway through your story. You can kind of get back to that, but like how much of this do you decide to share with clients? Cause let me, let me qualify what I'm asking. Cause you, you said that you'll have a client that's like, ah, oh, this shit's dumb. And you're, you remember thinking like that when you were first started in with the court order therapy. Mm-hmm. And at that point you decide, okay, maybe I'll share a little bit. How, how do you gauge what to share with a client? Based on your own background.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I went through a training to like a the peer support specialist training and my old job um, that I did with the recovery support specialist team at Davis Behavioral. Um, they helped teach me like, okay, this is sharing enough information and that, you know, and it's just using your own judgment really. So okay. like. You know, for instance, those clients that are like, this is just BS. Like, I, I don't feel like I need to be doing this. And then at that time, if they don't already know a little bit about my story, I'll be like, well, I've been there. You know, I've been in recovery. I celebrated my 14 year mark this last year in January. OK, right. how
2: do they like? So I'm sure you get a variety of reactions. But if you had to kind of give me a general like, what? how do most people react when you tell them that?
1: there's like, Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Okay. And then it seems to like, you know, kind of maybe break down that barrier of that wall that they have put up and I would think, think so. that I'm just some person that read a bunch of shit in a book.
2: So, so, so it's usually a pretty positive response. Yeah. Do, do you ever get anybody that's like, d- tries to play it like you're like a hypocrite? Like well, you've done it, how are you going to tell me what to do when you've lived that way? Or is it, is it, I've
1: never had, no, I've never had the hypocritic. It's
2: usually the like, Oh damn, this person understands me. So that's yeah. usually the reaction.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. They, well, and the one thing I've kind of noticed about, about you, Hillary, compared to other, like, cause I've worked with people that, um, that they've gotten into, you know, they, they have you know, 10, 12 years of, you know, and they're in recovery and everything And it's weird. They have a weird approach to clients with this. And I haven't seen this from you. And that's um, that this is how I did it. And so this is how you must do it. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. This
2: is the recipe. Do not deviate. Right.
1: I've had that, that happened to me. <laughs> right. How yeah. so? Um, so that's why I don't really do 12 step meetings oh, okay. is because of that <laughs> yeah. okay. because like, don't get me wrong. 12 step means they're, they are awesome and they have a purpose. Um, they just don't work for me because I did run into a lot of people that were like, you've got to do it this way or it's no way. And it's just like, you know, like, no, <laughs> I'm <laughs> not going to be doing it that way. I'm going to do it my way. Cause like my way has been working
0: Right. And that, it seems so rational to think that, but even when like, I'm, you know, and I try to be patient with it because what do I know about it? But they, but like, even they'll come back You know, I was like, well, you know, there's not only one path to doing this, you know? And I said, sometimes 12 steps doesn't work for some people. And, but then they come, they double down. It's cause you're not working the 12 steps. I'm like, well, it's
2: a nice circular reasoning.
0: I mean, <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah. but I'm just saying like, it, it's because it's a uh, more so than anything they, you know, it, it gets, there's a fanaticism attached to that, which I have to give it some credit. You know what I mean? So like, I think like the, those, those type of, of programs are genuinely helpful for some people. Oh, yes, and, and what's bonkers about it is it's like, they believe in it so much. It almost gets them mad at you that you don't believe in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and think about that though. Like, it, it, Like I was, I think I gave it a comparison. Like if you found some weird cure to something, you know, a disease and, but nobody believed you, like how crazy would that make you? And it was like a serious disease. And you're like, no, 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 I'm telling you, this is what you need to do. I'm like, get the hell out of here. That ain't going to work. I'm like, no, no, I'm gone. You know, (laughs) like that's the only way that I can rationalize my head, how they get so fanatical about it. Cause it's almost like they get mad. And I'm like,
2: it's, it's probably, I mean, I'm guessing here and maybe you have some insight into it, but it's like. A lot of times be- before the a person that has addiction issues finally gets it together and, you know, they've achieved some sobriety, it's like they probably tried 12 different times before they find the secret sauce and, you know, the, the the version that works for them. And so it's like in their mind, they're thinking, no, I've tried 11 other ways. And the 12th one is the one that works. Wait, don't waste your time on those 11 other ways. This is what it is. And and again, I don't know if it's something with C-B- the personality type. said twelve. Type. It's twelve steps, bro. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, told you it's twelve. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's, so, like, I'm just, I'm just guessing here. Um, what, what, what do you think it is? As far as like, why do people hold on to that so strongly? And I guess maybe share how you. I mean, I guess you kind of explained how you broke free from it and that you didn't like it being done to you. But
1: yeah, because like it. You know, I've read um, the whole recovery book from Russell Brand. He talks about the 12 steps, but in his perspective. And I liked it a lot more because like growing up in a very religious home, it was very hard for me to wrap my head around the language of the 12 steps. And some of those people that are just like this way or no way, you're Mm -hmm. not going to be sober if you're going to do this. And it's like, well, I've stayed sober for this long and I haven't done it. Like, I was court re- ordered, required to go to so many 12 step meetings, which is fine. I learned a lot in those and I did start to learn about my own spirituality, which I think has a huge impact on people staying in recovery. Is their own spirituality, them finding their own connectiveness to other people, because we are social beings and we want that connection to others and um, having that support. And it's so hard, especially for our clients when they're so ostracized against, you know, for from everybody. And sometimes it's even their family and they don't have any friends. Um, And so it is really hard for them. And so finding that those things I think really helps with when you're in recovery.
0: That's what's up. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of like that whole, um, I like finding a, cause I, what's the step that talks about a higher power? It's the first one. That's the first one. Okay. What is what is it?
1: Well, it's where like you finally acknowledge that you have a problem uh-huh. and you're willing to give it over to God.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm that's so right. I'm, power, I'm I'm powerless. powerless. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm powerless. See cuz that's weird. It but I but I've kind of and I was listening to a doctor talk about this, but then I've reframed it in my own head about how this goes because you know, powerless just means, I mean, essentially like not without assistance. I can't do, it's, it's not, not that I'm powerless. I mean, I'm, So I can't do it by myself. Yeah, dude, I'm powerless to fix my damn car when it breaks down, okay? But I can take it to a mechanic who can. By the way, I don't want to learn how to fix that because I want to get grease on my hands, okay? (laughs) 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 So I'm just saying like powerless is not like – because it's weird as a therapist. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to be teaching my clients that. My whole objective is to empower you. You know what I mean? But powerlessness just admits that – well, not without assistance, but then like in a higher power – Like the way they described it, it's more than just like the whole idea is it. this is more than just me. It's not just like this is a connectivity and interconnected with with other people Yeah. that, you know, and I actually got that from. Sorry, I don't have a cough. People are somebody told me to get a cough button. What the hell is a cough button? You press it (laughs) so you can cough, right? I guess, but yeah. why? I mean, just it, cough, bro. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. <know>. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, cough. But get the hell out of here. I don't want to hear your cough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I was watching a completely unrelated video, and it, but I, it made me think about this. Like, you ha- have you ever seen that um, Milton Friedman the pencil? No. Oh, dude, it is so yeah, good. It me. is so good. I can even pull it up. But the whole idea behind it is. That, that um, like an economist.
2: Or something? He is an economist, yeah, right? Okay. But
0: he did, basically, I'll I'll paraphrase. But um basically, he just talks about, you know, he holds up a pencil, right, and it's the simplest product on the planet, and he just says nobody in the world can make a pencil. Nobody. Oh, I get you, right? Yeah, and, and I know and what it, you're talking about. And now. he's and I'm like, like, well, well, I probably could, but then he breaks it down, and he's like, okay where like the graphite came from to make the, the lead came from a mine that had to be shipped over and blah, 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 or whatever the wood probably came from. He'd like, yeah, I don't know, probably came from this region of Brazil. The world. Or, yeah. yeah. And went through this machine in this pl- place. And what about the yellow here, paint, the yellow paint sent here, you know, and then the rubber, the metal that holds the eraser on. And he's like, all these things, all these people were working together to create this product and you can buy them for like a dollar for a thousand nowadays or whatever they are. And I'm like, that is pretty incredible. Like when you really think That's about awesome. that, the interconnectedness between people, because I was just thinking, yeah, dude, like, and it had nothing to do with alcohol or anything it was just like i was thinking about that idea it's of a perfect metaphor for, of a higher power is more than just me and the inter- interconnectedness with other people is what i'm yeah. like dude that's amazing pencils are amazing like i mean they're not but they are that's so cool that those things exist
2: something so like basic and taken for granted that requires uh people cooperating across the world right to make happen right i've tried and- to
0: do that and i've done it in groups and i'm like okay so like think about like nyquil can you make nyquil course i dudes like i can i know how to do it i'm yeah. like no you, no you don't yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no you
2: yeah, don't you got some Dexter in your in your uh, pocket bro <laughs>
0: yeah i do I, I do it was a genetic engineer <laughs> yeah. okay dude like uh, yeah i mean that's
2: a diff- that's a decent way of looking at like that first step though because it's it, it, it it's not necessarily because the powerless piece bothered me too but it's more that like I need to learn to be okay with reaching out to other people.
0: Well, and the religious component is tricky too, right? Cause when you go to those meetings, I've been to some of those meetings. Um, like I, I sometimes will have my students attend that and I'll, I'll attend it with them. Like we go yeah. to in the rooms, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll just crash a, a session, keep our camera off and watch it. And I mean, everybody's talking about God the entire time. And I think that can be really intimidating when you're talking more about spirituality, which yeah. is a little bit different. You know what I mean? And, um, it's also how it's delivered, you yeah. know, like who's the messenger. I'm bringing this message to you. Cause that's where the fanaticism attached to it. It worked so well for them. And I think they care about people. I think they genuinely care. And then yeah. they're mad cause you're not buying into it. But then like we were on a road trip with one of our good friends the other day and, um, he's LDS. And I mean, or is that, is that PC now? Or do you have to say, you have to say full on letter. I'm not Saint. doing that. I'm sorry guys. He was a Mormon. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. Mormon. Yeah. And, uh, like, I mean, you know, I've had, uh, when I, when we were in, when I was growing up, like, um, when I was living with our polygrapher, Ed, he had, you know, missionaries coming over and talking to him and he was just being nice. And we were always really nice to him. And it's just fun to talk to him. You know, it's not like we we weren't being jerks. We weren't like making fun of him or anything. And, um, but I was always listening to them and they're just so, you know, they just know the basics and everything. But I'm like, if that was imagine like how he was talking to us about like religion and all that other stuff, I'm like. Dude, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. I was like, geez, am I Mormon now or what? You know what, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like the messenger, whoever is talking about that really has to bring it in a way that you're gonna buy into it. That was like,
2: the most captivated I've ever been with that.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh if I I felt like I feel like if they were able to get that down, that would be a much more solid program. But sometimes the messengers are just, they, I think they make people feel like crap yeah. about the whole thing. Yeah, so,
1: I've met some really good people of that, course. that yeah. are, that are pretty good messengers of the message of the 12 steps. So, um, but, but,
2: but, you, but you don't, but you're, you're saying you don't necessarily roll with 12 step. So you like, what, what, what is your approach for explaining? So clients probably ask you like, well, how'd you get clean? How, how do I get clean? Uh, how do you answer that?
1: Um, I call it my aha moment. <laughs> All right, where um, I was just tired of being homeless and being in and out of jail, and tired of the lifestyle that has to that you have to do in order to not be sick, because you get extremely sick. Like think of the flu, and you getting the flu like symptoms like that is like the withdrawals, but ten times worse. Damn. Like yeah. it, it, I felt like I was dying.
2: Yeah. yeah. How many, yeah. how many times did you go through that before you're like enough?
1: Uh, I lost count. Oh
2: really? <laughs> yeah. So you, you'd go every
1: time I went to jail, I would have to go through withdrawals okay. for a few days before they would release me.
2: Okay. Okay. And that's, yeah, that is rough. Like M- Mason, I kind of get to see it. Cause you know, the folks that we were county Joe. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we will, we'll see them on day two of a, you know, yeah, a heroin that was withdrawal. me at one point. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's so wild. That like, I mean, you're like a legit comeback story and the, the tenacity that you've had as well, because I mean, it's like, I, I didn't know about the whole that you got rejected when you were trying to go the CNA route as yeah. well. And so like you, you've, whether it's that or, you know, the test or all these different things like you, you uh you don't let shit stop you.
1: No, I don't. When I put my mind to it, I, I follow through. There was a few times where I almost gave up on taking the test though.
2: Um, I'll bet.
1: Especially like the first couple of times when I wasn't doing the hypnotherapy and I, I hadn't find found a fill yet as far as like watching his YouTube videos and getting his like insight on private tutoring and stuff. Um, I was just so discouraged. I was like, I'm never going to pass this thing. Like what's the point of even keep trying? And then my um, my oldest daughter, she's like, mom, you can't stop. Wow. You've yeah. came so far. That's and cool. so right. my my kids have helped me a lot.
0: Well, and honestly, awesome. when I think about that, like, okay, you, you doing that, like, I think that has to do a lot with how you have been so successful in recovery is because it is a personality trait that has gotten you there. I mean, like, yeah. I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm going to. I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to go a different route and this sucks and I'm going to try it again, you know, and then I'm going to wash, rinse, repeat and add a little new element in there. And like, again, most people would have done that, you know, they would have said screw this or they would have just kept doing like the same strategy over and just kind of like, I mean, and you said, no, I'll find this guy. Okay, now I'm going to do hypnotherapy. Okay, now I'm going to do this, you know. And, I, and we, I know even us, like, I, I always base it. Well, this is what worked for me. And I was like, you know, like totally like, oh, this must work for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, and I was, and we, I think we did as much as we could to like facilitate that along because we really wanted oh, yes. to see this through. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. Because there was, I mean, it's kind of funny because when I, when people come and they it's almost like a, a bonus like if they tell me they have a criminal history I'm like oh you come to the right place. Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we do we do let's the comeback get you story. On board, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So um yeah so any like uh that yeah no that's just that's just awesome man. That's super cool. That's super cool. I'm I'm glad you stuck with it and you didn't give up cuz yeah that would have disappointed me. I'm oh, like jeez. Uh, yeah. yeah
1: especially like uh, those first couple of times like uh, i missed it by a lot of points like oh, 16 did you? 17 bombed points. it huh? yeah like and i i just like yeah i'm never going to be successful at this test well hold
2: on so, so the most you so you, when you bombed it you missed it by like 17 points or something what yeah. uh, out of the times that you didn't pass it what's the closest you got I, it seems like it came within a couple of points i thought um, one, point. one yeah, yeah. what well, what's worse,
1: the one point? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. what, did you, what did you do? Because
0: you get the results immediately. Yeah, what did you do when you saw that?
1: Uh, when the I saw the, the pass or the pills? No,
0: when you when you passed.
1: When I passed, I didn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Like refresh. Like, I know. I, well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they do things a little bit differently, like where they don't show it on the computer screen anymore. Oh, they don't. Uh-uh. Oh, that's you lame. You have to wait till the testing proctor like comes in and escorts you back out, and then the other testing proctor like hands you your results. It's probably because
0: like, people like
2: explode in fits of either rage. Dude, or I, did. I mean me I too. Did. Me too. I
0: did. I I, I jumped. I I,
2: like, I screamed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I yelled at the guy that was across because he <laughs> yeah. looked at me.
1: I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> yeah, Yeah, same. Yeah, so when she handed it to me and I saw that it said pass, I was like, and I looked back up at the testing proctor. I was like, does that really say pass right there on that paper? And she's like, yeah. You didn't believe your eyes, huh? No, I didn't because yeah. I was so used to just getting the paper and it just said fail. And then, and then it would tell me how many questions I missed it by or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. And so like at that point, I was just like, When I went in to take the test, I was like, well, it is what it is. Like, you know, whatever the results will be, that's what it will be. And so and then when I got the pass, I was like, really? That really does say pass right there.
2: (laughs) that's badass yeah you know like that's super cool like journey another oh, social work word oh. is uh resilience and i i but but you've got that legit though that's
0: still okay that one's okay it's just
2: used so much it in is. such dumb ways it, it, it it is. Th- th- that's what it should be used for yeah like uh, whether we're talking about the the, the the test the recovery that like that that that's sh- that's resilience but man yeah. it's
0: yeah dumb yeah yeah. No, it uh, yeah, all those things are true. But yeah, it's uh no, that's that's awesome. We're we're super grateful that you're here. Super yeah, grateful. I'm really so.
1: grateful for your guys' support.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah, we're happy to be there for you. So, well, um, should we wrap this up? Yeah. Yeah. So, you have you got to come on here again, huh? Definitely. We should do we should do a we should do a Bartra be, awesome. be awesome. I just with, saw him with like Hillary. a few days ago. I know. Yeah. 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 He, were, I, I think he, it's funny cause I have, uh, people somehow or another uh, people who work with him every single time, reach out to me and say, so like, yeah, he's still, yeah, really. He's around. Yeah. And then I yeah. see, I used to see him every now and then, but yeah, I miss that guy. I like him a lot. Good dude. Yeah. Really, really. good dude. Genuinely yeah. good dude. So you'd be down for that.
1: Yes. Definitely. Okay. Even
0: though you had to, Yeah. A, yeah. yeah come up uh you don't have to drive too far right
1: well i was at the salt lake office Oh, that's
0: a drive you guys were right on you guys were pretty good on time too not like those one people who were way too early those you know
2: if you're not 15 minutes early you're late like, yeah no, no, <laughs> no actually no, you're 15, 15 minutes, minutes early, early yeah.
0: but okay so <laughs> yeah, cool all right anything you. else you want to say before we wrap up
1: um shout out to Cottages of hope too they helped me expunge my criminal history nice. hell yeah nice so, um, they are a very great resource for a lot of different things. Cool. Yeah. Beautiful.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. Well, thanks Hillary. Yes. And that about does it for this episode of the Gorilla Social Work Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the discourse between Jeff and I, as well as the lovely Hillary. Hillary, thank you so much for sharing your story and your talent with all of uh, of our clients, and it's been uh, great to have you on board. Uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please help us grow by walking over to the Five Star Ratings house, knocking on their door, and when they answer, kick them right in the shin. And again, if you're that three-star rating guy, man, What? Call me, because you need to get into therapy, bro, okay? I'm just saying. You need help. Three stars? Come on, son. Have some dignity. At least give it one. Just kidding. Anyway, we'd like to stay in chat, but we're lying. Good night.